This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. Uh, welcome back. We turn now to our trusted contributors from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. And today we want to talk about something that can be difficult to open up about. Uh, depression and other mental health conditions and the medications to treat them. The side effects can be difficult, but your pharmacist is ideally placed to help you manage all of that. Dean Miller of the Ontario Pharmacists Association joins me now. And before we get to Dean, I'm going to give the numbers again because he is here to take your questions and answer them. The numbers are... 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Hi, Dean, how are you? Hi, Libby, I'm good. How are you? Fine. Good. So uh, <clears throat> what about these medications that a lot of people take, by the way? Yeah, you know, the uh, I, I think the positive thing about this is a lot more people are starting to open up and, and talk to their pharmacist about these medications, and that's a good thing because I think for the longest time, you know, people were deathly afraid of, of talking about it to any healthcare professional, let alone their pharmacist. But, you know, we've started to see a lot more people, you know, maybe it's because of the internet and things and the, uh, you know, the amount of information that's out there, but asking a lot more co- questions of their pharmacist. So that's good. And, and I think we're starting to see uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of change in, in attitude and also a lot of uh, new approaches to, uh, you know, uh, depression and anxiety and all those mental health uh, conditions that sometimes are a little bit tough to talk about. Okay. Uh, what are some of the most common medications used for this and what are the interactions and side effects that they can cause? Well, you know, so, you know, I've been in pharmacy for about 30 years and, and you know, the medications of yesterday were were always tough ones. I mean, they were, you know, they'd cause dry mouth and dry eyes and blurred vision. And, you know, they'd have all kinds of residual effects. So the next morning you'd wake up and you'd feel terrible. And, you know, all of those things, you know, they still exist in in some people. But the good news is, is for most people, what's happened is the medications have improved. And, you know, there's a lot more classes of antidepressant medication out there. You know, you don't have to take them as, many, as often as you used to. You know, they make you feel, you know, better quicker. Um, and they don't cause as many side effects. Because side effects were always like the, the big thing. Yeah, I mean, as a pharmacist, you'd always get all kinds of complaints, especially around the dry mouth, dry eyes. I feel terrible the next morning. You know, do I have to take this? It's not working. You know, all of those questions would pop up on a regular basis. Okay. So what are some of these new meds that are, that are, people are, can tolerate better? Yeah. You know, it, it's a whole new class of, of, uh, you know, a lot of them af- affect a, a neurotransmitter in your body called serotonin, which, you know, just in the last 
you know, 10, 15 years, you know, people have sort of, or scientists have pinpointed that that's the cause of, of, of you know, sometimes depressive illness or even sometimes temporary depressive illness, you know, when you've had, you know, a significant event in your life, like a, like a death or, or, or change of job or something like that, that's caused you to be under, under a, a, a great degree of stress and things. So, you know, those type of medications, um, what's, what are they called? Uh, serotonin antagonists and oh. things like that. So, so those are kind of the common, uh, you know, the common place, I guess, term that you know you you may hear from your doctor or your, your pharmacist and that sort of thing. But uh, and there's a lot of them. What about um, Paxil? I think is, yeah. Yeah. is that one yeah. of so them. So there you go. That's a, that's a very very common example. Um, I mean, Paxil has been. It's no longer a newcomer. It's been around a long for probably. Time. You know, 15 years or so, but it, it was one of those ones, you know, you don't have to take it three or four times a day. It just, you know, it's only usually prescribed once, sometimes twice a day. Um, and it's not, you know, it it's not known to cause as many uh, of those problematic side effects that everybody hated so much. I mean, it still takes, you know, uh, a consistent treatment and a lot of compliance and adherence, you know, to to the medication in order for it to sort of get in your bloodstream, get to a level where it's going to work. Because, uh, you know, the, the one thing about these type of medications is it's not a quick fix. So, you know, typically you've got to get in there and, you know, a lot of times you're not that motivated, you know. I mean, you know, you're having a significant event in your life and you're not feeling really good about things. So you, you forget, you know, you forget to take the medication or you take it for a couple of days and you say, hey, this thing's not working. And that can be as you say, part of the illness. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, and that, and that's, and that's, you know, a role that a pharmacist can play is sort of to give you that information that, you know, maybe you didn't leave your doctor with everything, or maybe you didn't ask all the right questions. Um, so go to your pharmacist and, and uh, he or she will be able to sort of guide you along that path, especially around the, you know, how long is it going to take? And, you know, I'm not feeling right and that sort of thing. So, And how long is it going to take? Well, often weeks, you know, and, and, you know, everybody's a little bit differently, but, you know, um, typically it is, you know, at least two to three weeks of consistent use of the medication before you're actually going to get, turn it around and, 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 and feel a little bit better. And it, you know, and it's not, it, it doesn't go from feeling terrible to feeling great in one day. It's sort of a build uh, over time, but guaranteed it, these medications are, are, that's sort of the way they work. They, you know, they need to get into your system. Uh, and the only way they're going to get into your system and stay at a consistent level is if you take them correctly on a regular basis. Because if you start missing doses and things like that, you sort of set yourself back a little bit. So um, I've, I've heard people say things like um, those medications, they kind of numb what you're feeling, you know, beyond uh, the, the problem. Is that true? Well, you know, it is a common uh, it is a common comment you get from a patient that you know I feel kind of numb. I don't care about anything. You know, I don't. You know, I don't. It, it didn't really. I don't really feel any better. I just don't feel any worse, and I just feel like I don't care about anything. And you know, that's not that's not a treatment objective. It's like that's that's sort of you know you want to make sure that if that's the way you're feeling. Um, you know, you are talking to either your pharmacist or going back to your physician to talk about another choice. Because the joy of this class of medications is that there's a lot of choice. And sometimes you mentioned Paxil. I mean, there's other drugs that are 
close to it. I mean, Zoloft's been around for a long time now. That's that's a close relative. Um, you know, the famous one, Prozac. I mean, that's been around oh, right. for a long Prozac, time. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, all of these drugs are sort of in that family. And what works for you doesn't necessarily work for somebody else. So, you know, you can kind of change it up a little bit. Okay. And and some of these drugs are used uh, for other things? Are some of them used for sleeping or something like that? For I- sure. Uh, I mean, all of those... Uh, all of those medications sort of have other use. Um, you know, a famous one, uh, um, uh, Buspar, you know, is used even for uh, dietary, uh, as a dietary aid. And, you know, it's just, it's sort of people have discovered much by accident that sometimes side effects of these things help other things. And But you're right, sleep, uh, insomnia, anxiety. I think I read something about one of these drugs, um, they're finding that it might be, good for for treating some kinds of cancer or something. I mean, those are all, uh, that's all experimental. Yeah, but. I don't know if I've heard that, but, yeah. but you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these drugs are also used, um, you know, to aid other drugs. I mean, antidepressants are, are famous for helping with pain relief, nerve pain. Um, you know, so a lot of times, you know, the pharmacist gets a reaction like, I've just, you know, I was in a lot, I went to my doctor because I was in a lot of pain, my leg hurt. And he gave me this. It's an antidepressant. I looked it up. You know, why would he give? Why would he or she do, do that to me? Uh, and then it's up to the pharmacist to kind of explain why. And and often that's you know it's not the it's not the primary drug used, but it's kind of a secondary drug used as well. So you're right. You know, these medications and all medications, you know, for that matter, you know, have multiple uses. And sometimes it's not always what's written in a book or on the internet. So. Okay, so uh, we are going to have to take a quick break. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, Dean Miller. We're talking about a subject that can be tough to open up about, and that is uh, taking medications for mental health conditions like depression or anxiety. Uh, He's telling us that there's a newer class of drugs that uh, are easier to tolerate, uh, and we're talking about how to tolerate that. But uh, the bottom line is that he's here, and and he can take any of your questions on uh, pharmaceutical matters. The numbers to call before we go to break, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. I am here with our trusted contributor, Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. We are talking about medications for mental health conditions, depression, anxiety, and uh, the interactions and the side effects. And we're taking your calls and we're taking your calls on whatever you want to ask. We've got Ken in Whitby. Hi, Ken. How are you today? Fine. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, what I'm calling about is that MediCheck uh, charge. Is that an automatic charge every year that the pharmacist just applies, or are they supposed to contact you and uh, discuss things with you? you? I think you mean, do you mean MedCheck, Ken? That's correct. Yeah, MedCheck. Right. So the way that works is that, you know, it, it it's something that every Ontarian, as long as you've got three medications like three consistent medications that you take all the time, you're entitled to it. So the pharmacist, uh, you know, and, and again, we've talked on this show a lot about, 
you know, regular use of a pharmacist, getting, you know, work, you know, working and, 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 and uh, with the pharmacist that you know and you trust, mm-hmm. um, you know, in those situations, I mean, the pharmacist, they might proactively suggest it to you, but you as a patient, um, you know, that's actually the better way to do it, right? And you're entitled to one every year. Um, and there, it, it comes to you as an Ontarian as at no charge. I mean, you shouldn't pay anything for it. No, uh, I understand that. Yeah. But I don't pay anything for it. But right. he has automatically charged for it. And I've had no consultation with him for over two, three years now. Well, then it's time for you to find a new pharmacist because, you know, that that's, uh, that's not the way the system works at all. And in fact, um, you know, I've heard that before as well. Um, but, you know, that your expectation out of that conversation should be at least a, a 20 to 30 minute sit down with that pharmacist to discuss medications, natural health products, you know, over-the-counter stuff, lifestyle stuff, you know, anything that, that you really want to talk about related to your health mm-hmm. uh, is, is fair game. So, you know, if you haven't had that opportunity to do that and some and you found out that somebody's charged for that, uh, I'd be crying foul and finding yourself a new pharmacist in your well, neighborhood. How, how did you find out that it was charged for it? Well, I get the uh, slip, sir, for the medications. Like when I get my prescription filled, you have a a slip that comes with it saying what medications you've gotten over that period, certain period of time. Right. And I've seen the med check on there, and I thought, well, what is this for? Like, why is he charging it? Because I've had no consultation with a pharmacist for, like I said, about three years. Uh, pre- previously, this pharmacist taken over the uh, business, uh, the regular pharmacist used to always consult me, always talk to you. Yeah, yeah. This fellow here, he just doesn't even come, even when you get a new prescription. They don't even uh, talk to you. Yeah, Ken, I, I, I'm going to guess that probably that pharmacy is probably pretty convenient for you. But, well, but it you know, was. But you know what? I, I, would, I would find yourself a new one because, you know, consultation and, you know, the pharmacist's role has changed a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we've got, you know, like the technicians and assistants that work with us on an everyday basis. I mean, they do the majority of the technical aspects of a prescription. So your expectation should be full consultation. And even in that situation, as you describe around meds check, yes. I mean, that, you know, that's pretty serious what you're bringing up, right? And, and, oh, yeah. And, I'm on uh, blood pressure medications and there's different things that I take along with it. And I have changed pharmacists now. I mean, I just, when I seen that on there, I started thinking about it and I started talking to different pharmacists and yes, I've, I've done that. I've changed. Yeah. Well, that's good. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Very smart, Ken. And I think, you know, it's a good message for everybody that, uh, you know, um, you are entitled to a meds check review of your entire medications once every year. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not getting that and understanding it, uh, you know what, uh, um, you need to bring that to the attention of not only that pharmacist, but uh, probably the, the, uh, the new pharmacist that you go see as well. Yeah, okay, well, and, maybe, uh, and, and, uh, and maybe morning. OHIP as well. <laughs> and maybe OHIP as well, exactly. Yeah, sometimes, you know, sometimes they check. I have in the past received from OHIP saying, you know, did you get this service from this doctor? Yeah. And uh, if you don't respond, we'll assume you did. So uh, Yeah, you know, one thing, Libby, that, yeah. that might be of interest is yeah. that the system is changing. And, and in fact, Ken, what, you're, what you've brought up is why the system's changing and and. And us as a pharmacist, we've got to do a lot more detailed due diligence and documentation for OHIP around the MedsCheck program. And that starts October the 1st. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, hopefully the days of what you've experienced are, are gone. Um, but if you're still experiencing it, um, you know, where you're not getting that full meds check review, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, you, you need to bring that to the attention of uh, you know, the pharmacist and, and, and OHIP as well. Okay, Ken, thanks so thanks. much for your call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, so let's, let's talk about that. What it, so we are all entitled to uh, on the government's dime one meds check a year, right? And you recommend it for anybody who's taking three or more medications. Yep. Yeah. And what is changing on October the first? Well, mostly, Libby, it's around the documentation. So as a as a patient, you wouldn't see much other than the fact that you know there's a lot more of a requirement that you walk away as a patient with. Um, documentation about your medications and what you've talked to the pharmacist about. So, so there's, uh, I would say, from a pharmacist perspective, the documentation level is a lot higher, and there's a lot more uh, forms and whatnot that we need to fill out. But as a patient as well, you 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 need to know exactly what Ken just described that you've had a medication review and you've got some value out of it. Because I think uh, what he's describing is what a lot of people said, oh, I didn't even really realize well, what was going was, on. Was was this a, kind of a, a a common problem? Well, you know what, I, I don't know if I'd say common, but common enough that, that the government, uh, I think, is demanding now a higher level of documentation. And that's a good thing. I mean, for those good pharmacists out there that are doing this the right thing, I mean, we've been doing this all along. So so it's no big change for us. I think it's for the ones that weren't doing a very good job with it, you know, that, that have to do a little bit more on an everyday basis. But he, uh, but October 1st, it, the system changes and it's a, it's a positive change. And it, it's interesting uh, one thing that that he brought up, and it, it's something that affects us uh, also in terms of other health professionals, dentists, doctors. Is you know there are a lot of people retiring, or and they sell their practice, and and sometimes suddenly out of the blue, um, your healthcare provider is somebody else, and yes, yes. and it might not be somebody else that that you click with. Yeah, well, exactly, and and you know that's that's one of the things you know. Healthcare goes on continuously, and it's whether you're a physician, a dentist, or a pharmacist, those files have to belong to somebody. So there's got to be a, they don't just all of a sudden poof and they're gone. So they always have to go to somebody, and oftentimes they end up in the hands of somebody that you don't know. And uh, and you may not like it, so yeah. so you know that's why it's uh, you know it's a important, really important message to make sure with any healthcare professional you're picking somebody that you know and you trust and and uh, and you like. Okay, so. I am here with Dean Miller, our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. He's taking your calls. Um, our subject for the day was mental health medications and how to manage them. But he'll answer all of your questions. We've just been talking about the MedCheck program. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And uh, back to these medications for mental health, Are is there anything that is really uh, contraindicated that you shouldn't be taking along with these things? Um yeah, there there is, but it's mostly side effect related. So, you know, there's a lot of medications out there and we've always heard about, you know, this causes sleepiness or I can't function the next day. And, you know, there's a, there's a, I mean, medications anywhere, um, Libby, from medications that people use for epilepsy to 
to um, medications that people use for for blood pressure. I mean, it, it's it's that commonplace. Um, and and because of the nature of these drugs, I mean, anxiety, depressant uh, drugs that are antidepressant drugs, you know, a lot of them do cause those problematic side effects and one sort of uh, accents the other one. So, so a lot of people, um, you have to be very, very care- careful as they're picking. And as I said, the joy of this is that there's many to pick from. So, you know, if you hit on one and you kind of go, oh boy, wow, that that's really throwing me for a loop. I can't even function the next day. And that's a common thing that we hear a lot in a pharmacy is that I've been on this thing for three or four days. I feel like a zombie. I, I can't work. You know, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not myself. Um, you know, that there's, there's, there's a lot of different choices. So that's where you should interact with your healthcare professional doctor or pharmacist and make sure that you've, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to put up with that. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, let's hear from Gabby in Toronto. Hello, Gabby. Hi, it's uh, Gabby calling from Toronto. Hi. Uh, what happened is I went on a, a lovely holiday. I'm originally from East Germany, so my constitution is not very good. And when I lived in Montreal, they kept misdiagnosing me. But what happened is I do suffer from anxiety, and we ended up meeting a friend of a friend, and, uh, you know, like, I used to scheme the Laurentians. I mean, we even had a country place there. But it caused me so much anxiety that uh, my friend took me to a pharmacist in St. Adele, and the lady, my French is not bad, but she said, you must have shingles. Do other people have that problem, too, with anxieties? The only, you know, Gabby, the only thing that I've really heard of is a connection is a lot of times events like a stressful event or yeah, something that makes... this woman drive, you know, like she, I mean, people are not going to pick up the highways. She said, well, that was how many years ago that you people had the farm and the country place and you skied and so on. But, you know, it's been there. Yeah. And well, like, you know, like she caused me so much stress. And I mean, I, I wasn't planning on having her give me a tour guide to see quarries where they're building new houses. I wasn't there for a holiday with my friend. I know Quebec. I lived in Quebec. Yeah. We migrated from East Germany to, well, actually, we lived in southern Germany. So I knew Montreal. So yeah. that was good. But well, then we you went brought up Well, you brought up an interesting connection between stress yeah. and anxiety and shingles. And yeah, shingles, shingles like, is not fun. I mean, uh, shingles you know, can never, be and yeah. I very... And on my forehead and my eyelid, and I woke up one morning, and oh. the whole thing is with lesions. Oh, it's very debilitating. And uh, there's another issue coming up. Uh, Gabby, thank you very much for your call. I think it's important that we find out what... Because I had it once before okay. when I went through a very stressful divorce and they told me I couldn't go to work because I had to be in quarantine. Okay, well, uh, perhaps you need to take the vaccine. Yeah, but I heard they won't give it to you if you're too old. Uh, they won't and give they it to you. they will charge you for it, too. Yep, they will charge you for it. Yeah, and it's one a- lady, we went afterward to Thousand Islands to have a nice uh, breakfast and lunch, and she said her mother got the vaccine and she still get, got shingles. Yeah, I mean, it's not 100% effective, but uh, I mean, that's a good recommended approach for anybody out there that's over 50. If you had chicken pox when you were young, shingles vaccine. Okay, and uh, something that uh, I'm going to be covering on uh, our weekend show, Zoomer Weekend Review. So the government did promise to cover that shingles vaccine for people between the ages of 65 and 70. That was in the last budget. That was six months ago, but it has not happened yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. Uh, And in fact, 
it kind of goes and it's along. Two hundred bucks. Yeah, it kind of goes along, Libby. With um, you know, uh, pharmacists have actually been promised to uh, you know have an expanded scope. I mean, everybody right. sort of knows we can do flu shots, but shingles vaccine is part of the next wave of vaccines that you can get from your pharmacist, and we haven't heard that either. And it sort of was. All tied into that same. Yeah, I, I, you... I, I, we're going to try to get to the bottom of what is the holdup. There seems to be money for all kinds of things, but this is something that's really necessary, yeah. and also something. I mean, it, it's it's too bad that they're only covering people in a narrow age range. But um, let's go back to the phones. We've got Bonnie in Burlington. We only have a couple of minutes left. Hi, Bonnie. Hello. Good afternoon. Be, I'll be quick. I take Integritol for epilepsy, and I've not had a seizure since 1982. Good for you. Now that I'm a senior, that drug is not covered, and I have to pay full price for that. Now, the pharmacist has told me that uh, I would have to try the generic first to see if there was any problems. Uh, that would be a seizure. Right. And that's kind of alarming. So I'm paying full price for the drug. Now, I also take Celebrex and Pfizer. I've been on the Celebrex since the study. I was in the study group, mm-hmm. and Pfizer's covering that. Is there any way around this with the Tegretol? Oh, good. that's a great question. Um, <laughs> Tegretol has been around for many, many, many years. Um, you, you said it, 1982 you were using it. Yeah. It's, it, it I came pre- off of uh, Dilantin, had yeah. a seizure, and um, then went on to epilepsy. You know what, Gabby? I mean, you know what? Uh, like with the Celebrex, there's an industry program because it's it's a drug that's more recent. Tegretol is so old of a medication. The the, the manufacturer, I'm sure, and, I, and I'm not saying this with 100% certainty, but I'm sure the manufacturer doesn't have a program to actually help you with that. I mean, the only other way to do it, it would be to you know, look at, some sort of private insurance around it. Um, but it's, I mean, as far as drugs go, it's not that expensive. Um, uh, so so often, you know, uh, it, I, you'd have to balance sort of what the cost mm-hmm. of your insurance plan yeah. would be with the Tegretol, right? Yeah, so, it, would be, it would be too. But know. yeah, I mean, what the pharmacist describes is, is sort of commonplace. You have to, you know, unfortunately, our public plan requires the pharmacist to do uh, generics. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just thought there might be something. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Bye-bye you very now. much for your call. Good luck. Bye. Yeah. I I had no idea that there are drugs that aren't covered for seniors. Yeah. You know what, Libby? There's there's more than you think. Uh, that's another show entirely. Okay. <laughs> because I, you know, there's a lot of them. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.